and welcome back to the No Score Review Show, where we have in-depth critique and nuanced discussion of some of the latest video games, movies, and television. I am your host, Nick Green, and today is another solo review where I will be discussing Gran Turismo, the latest video game to movie adaptation for the big screen starring uh, David Harbour, Orlando Bloom, and Archie Medeque. It uh, is also directed by Neil Blomkamp from uh, District 9 and Elysium and Chappie fame, most notably uh, not Elysium, District 9, obviously. Um, And uh, yeah, this review will be spoiler-free. I will not be going into any plot details or uh, in-depth spoiler stuff for the movie. I'll just be giving my general thoughts and maybe a couple uh, spoiler-free highlights and lowlights as well as my expectations for the film. And that is actually where we're going to start, my expectations. Uh, I was very skeptical going into this film. Um, The trailers and marketing for this film, I think, did did it a disservice. It felt like it was showing everything the movie had to offer in the trailer. Um, Luckily, that's not the case. There is more to the movie than uh, the marketing showcases. Uh, but yeah, I was definitely going in, unfortunately with a negative mindset. I was, I always try and go into films with like a positive mindset and hoping for like the best possible experience and hoping for a good time. If nothing else, I would say I still had a good time overall. Uh, but yeah, there luckily is more to the film than just what the trailers show. Uh, the first couple or like the first two acts, I would say is what the trailers showcase for the most part. And really there's not much more to it than that. There's, there's hardly anything to my memory that the film goes into, uh, more with that stuff in terms of Yan's acceptance into the GT Academy program and all, all of that, how that progresses and everything and then his like the the only thing it really doesn't show in the trailers is um his experience in like professional racing uh after the fact after he gets accepted um and uh, like also with like everything prior to gt academy there isn't a ton there that's noteworthy like it's all pretty much beat for beat how the trailer sets it up so there's not a ton to uh glean from those first couple acts i would say there's like a love interest that gets introduced barely um but that that is like completely unnecessary uh that's probably one of my lowlights of the film is i uh didn't think that the love interest needed to be in there at all my big low light i would say is the runtime overall it's about uh i think it's two hours and 15 minutes uh 14 minutes two hours 14 so it is a bloated film, I think. It uh, definitely, I feel like it could have been maybe 100 minutes, maybe two hours, no more than two hours, I would say. Uh, it's it's a very conventional, very by-the-numbers, uh, like underdog story, underdog sports story t- kind of thing. I think there was potential for it to be a little bit more compelling, maybe leaning more into the father-son dynamic of Yan and his dad, his dad's being very disapproving, um, or maybe lean a little bit more into Yan and his coach, uh, played by David Harbour. Um, luckily, the cast is quite strong, I would say. 
David Harbour and uh, Jimon Honsu, who play Yen's uh, coach and dad, respectively, I think got uh, a few. Their their roles are pretty um, conventional, and like we've seen these types of uh, archetypes and characters played in these types of sports films before. Um, but I think the cast really elevates it to a an acceptable place where like uh their performances actually give the characters some feeling and some dimension um if only in fleeting moments uh but still like they're great they're great actors so uh they're able to uh put their ability on display a little bit more which is great and archie medequa even had a couple moments like he's pretty like one-dimensional for the first couple acts like he's very much just like we know his kind of motivation for the most part of like wanting to become a professional race drive race car driver and his love for like uh the the game and the sport of gran turismo um but outside of that we don't i personally didn't feel super connected to him it was like he felt very headstrong of like this is what i want to do and like no one else like there's not much else there for me but after uh maybe like halfway through the movie or like uh approaching the third act there develops a, a little bit more dimension thankfully uh where archie gets to have a little bit more range i would say so he was pretty good uh, Orlando Bloom kind of takes a sideline, I guess, a backseat, maybe, if you will, to the rest of the cast. Like he has a lot of exposition. There's there's a moment in the uh, like front half of the film, uh, well, pretty early on, actually, probably first act, where it's like very exposition-y and it feels like just an ad for Gran Turismo and Nissan. It's it's not super well written, just overall, honestly. Like it it rides the line of being very conventional and mediocre to just like kind of underwhelming or like very uh clunky especially in the like expositiony parts of the film thankfully again the third act the third act is probably the strongest part of the film overall after an incident happens in the film something happens to like the main characters uh that's pretty significant after that point i think the film really finds its footing uh but it takes a while to get there unfortunately another highlight i had for the movie was the kind of gamification of uh like the races that happened throughout like there's a couple there's an early uh street race sequence kind of um that happens um, but I mean, it, it, it happens in all of the, the races throughout the film. I think there's probably three or four total, maybe even five. And they they play with the like conventions of the video game themselves. Like they embrace uh, the gamification of it all. Like we get like the racing lines and like the the overlays that Yan uh, experiences while playing the game himself. You get some cool like explosions of uh, the like all the parts of the cars that he's driving in um to like uh communicate that like you can tune fine tune all the different aspects of each racing car you play uh in in the video game um and then you get some like fun overlays of like yan's position throughout the different races and so that's that's a that was a really cool aspect i appreciated that they leaned into 
and it wasn't just like a uh, slapping the Gran Turismo name on top of a conventional racing movie. Like they actually embraced some of the personality of what makes the game, the game um, and like bringing that identity onto the big screen, which is really cool. I will say they might do it to uh, a fault at some points, like especially uh, with certain things like um, communicating Yan's position throughout the races. Uh, I just like, I think they robbed some of the like um, intensity and the uh, like momentum that they had going throughout some of these races and some of these set pieces uh for the sake of like communicating that like he finished in a certain position throughout the race um it just because like they like do like a, a still like they freeze frame uh on like the position or like the lap that he's in or whatever um so that that wasn't great they probably could have dialed it back just like a little bit um and we still would have gotten the same effect because like those those big emotional moments you don't want to be undermined by like stunty like VFX gimmicks that are going on. As far as Neil Blomkamp's direction goes, I think it's fine. I think like he he probably uh lent some of his like style to it. It definitely doesn't have any sort of DNA from his previous films, though his previous few films, I haven't seen all of them, but like the big three of District Nine. Elysium and Chappie like they're so they're so different compared to this uh that they're hardly I personally like if you took his name off all of the like marketing or whatever I wouldn't have been able to tell that it was his movie that he was directing so yeah but it was like a fine job serviceable job I don't really have many more thoughts on that like maybe he was just doing it for a paycheck I don't know but yeah it's it's a very strange um like course that he's charted throughout his career and i'm interested to see where he kind of goes from here whether it be like district 10 or uh maybe just doing more of the like sci-fi stuff that he's uh best known for so but yeah overall a fine job i would say from blomkamp and yeah just kind of i think wrapping things up just a fine movie overall like i had a good time in uh some of the seg segments uh, particularly the third act for sure. Um, but it's definitely bloated and it could have been much shorter and it doesn't play outside of the conventions of its genre that much outside of maybe like the whole gamification of it all that lends itself to being kind of a unique angle, but they don't always play with that a ton, whether it be with the story or like the set pieces or whatever. Um, maybe the, most uh in terms of the set pieces is where they uh get crazy with it and have fun overall i think uh it was kind of just a middling experience and honestly probably not one i'll revisit that often in terms of like racing movies it's not one of the most strong ones i've seen like the other one that immediately comes to mind uh is ford v ferrari is one of the more recent ones that i've seen that i really enjoyed and I personally like that one more over this. Um, so, yeah, I would say not super necessary to go see in the theater, but maybe go check it out on streaming once it arrives there on digital and on demand and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, that is where we will wrap up this uh, episode of the No School Review Show. 
You can find me wherever you're listening to this episode of the No School Review Show on YouTube or on your favorite podcast listening services. I recently did a review on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem uh, movie that came out. And I also did a review on The Last Voyage of the Demeter that should have come out uh, relatively recently before this episode. So definitely go check that out, as well as a review on Talk to Me and Cobweb, another uh, horror movie that came out, or two horror movies, sorry, that came out this summer that I did a review on. Um, Otherwise, you can find me on all the socials at NoScore or at Reviews. You can find me on Letterboxd as well. And I'll do a quick plug for my Let's Play channel. If you like indie game Let's Play content, you can find me on YouTube at NoScorePlays. Otherwise, thank you all so much for watching and listening. Let me know what you thought of Gran Turismo down in the comments below, or you can tag me on all the socials. And we'll see you all in the next one. Bye-bye.